So when we see how technologies impacted uh, HR, the changing expectation, HR organizations now are starting to reorganize and restructure themselves so that they can do a better job of delivering their services to their stakeholders and also increase their value contribution and their performance to the organization. So we're beginning to see a reorganization, a shift of focus, more concentration on higher value activities uh, as more and more of what HR does on a day-to-day basis gets automated and digitized. Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to world-class performance. Hello, everyone. My name is uh, Franco Giramonti, and I'm joined by my colleague here, Tony DiRamaldo. Today, we're going to talk to you about digital world-class. As we think about digital world-class, you know, there's been basically a changing context out there around how digital has been changing HR. And Tony, if you can, can you talk about what that changing context is like for the HR function? Sure, Franco. I think actually there are four kind of driving forces that are changing the context uh, in which HR is now operating. The first is the explosion of HR technology that we've seen now over the last, I'd say, five or six years. Uh, New vendors, new products and services, all kinds of new capabilities, and it's hitting every segment of what HR does, its operations, the admin, getting into the entire employee life cycle, recruiting, learning, performance management, through to exit, and also affecting new capabilities, new areas, getting into areas such as uh, employee wellness and analytics diversity, equity, and inclusion. So there's a whole raft of new services directed at everything that HR does in its day-to-day business. And I think that is having a big effect. Number two, obviously, is as we have more and more services, more and more technology out there, that's naturally led to, and we see this in our research, over this period, a steadily increasing adoption of digital technologies and an expansion of capabilities in HR. So we're seeing, for example, higher automation levels. We're seeing better reporting and insights. Again, as all these new products and services have more sophisticated data management, sophisticated analytics and reporting, NHR organizations are using it. And then we're also beginning to see the infiltration of capabilities that are based on artificial intelligence and cognitive intelligence, algorithms that are being used to help us remove bias in the hiring process or to help us find the most appropriate ways to onboard and whatnot. And these are being built in to many of the technology that are being adopted by HR. And so I think that is creating, again, a very increased uh, digitalization 
of HR service delivery. And then when we look at a couple other factors, I think the third factor that I would point to, Franco, is what we've been seeing is changing expectations of HR. COVID certainly, and we've talked about this in previous uh, podcasts, really brought to the fore just how important the HR organization is when it comes to the workforce and when it comes to keeping the business operating on a day-to-day basis. Uh, And we went through an incredible trial by fire there. And I think now executives and even HR itself has a new appreciation for the role that it can play both at a day-to-day level, but also from a strategic level. We have a far better appreciation I think of the importance of our people and what we need to do to keep them healthy, engaged, and productive. And HR plays a, a big, uh, a big role in that. And I also think when we look at finally the fourth factor that I would point to, and that is a focus uh, or a forcing of a change in the HR operating model. So when we see how technology is impacted. Uh, HR, the changing expectation, HR organizations now are starting to reorganize and restructure themselves so that they can do a better job of delivering their services uh, to their stakeholders and also increase their contribution, value contribution, and their performance uh, to the organization. So we're beginning to see a reorganization, a shift of focus, more concentration on higher value activities as more and more of what HR does on a day-to-day basis gets automated and digitized. And so those are the four things I'd point to as capabilities and expectation changes that I think are driving the need to rethink how HR measures its performance and its and its value. So Franco, I think I'll put it to you. Can can you talk a bit about how Hackett is evolving uh, our world class methodology to better reflect the performance realities of digital HR? Yeah, thank you, Tony. Definitely, you know, for decades the Hackett Group has been measuring the performance of HR functions and identified those that are world class based on empirical data and, and our proprietary methodology that primarily looks at measuring efficiency and effectiveness and how that ties back to performance around the uh, you know uh, the adoption of best practices and you know that's our old methodology and what we're seeing now you know to sort of cover some of the aspects that you've mentioned around the changing expectations you know how the hr operating models changing the evolution of a lot of the technology and so on we had to change as well and so that's where we're now uh, uh, taking on this sort of digital world-class mantra and 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 looking at it from a, a couple ways one is you know business value and in business value, we are capturing the traditional things that we were capturing before around effectiveness, right? Because every part of the business unit that gets that support from HR, they they want it done in a very efficient way. And so similar metrics to things like um, 
uh, error rates and turnover and stuff like that are are, are going to be continued to be measured. We're also, you know, more importantly, going to be looking at the stakeholder, you know, the experience, the employee experience, and what measures do we see in there that speak to that manager, that employer, that candidate uh, experience. I think the other piece of it is is to some aspects around digital business enablement, like what is HR doing to enable some of that and things like we see there is what kinds of capabilities they have in strategic workforce planning, which, you know, sort of tracks and identify uh, skills that are needed in the business and what the skill gaps are. Um, and then how does talent management maybe enable that business strategy as well? So that's the the business, that the one dimension there is the business value dimension that we're looking at that, that sort of defines what this digital world-class is the other piece of it is going back to you know the operational excellence and and we talked you know in the past world class always meant you know a part of world class was efficiency and and then here we talk about not just efficiency and what we've always seen in efficiency around you know cost per paycheck and number of FTE served and so on but we also really expand on our um, understanding around the business uh, process automation. And so there's a lot more technology. It's a lot more complex technology environment within the HR. And so all of those pieces sort of interconnect that, uh, you know, make HR more efficient, more agile. And so we wanted to make sure that we captured that. So when you put the two dimensions together, both operational excellence and business value, we have this new classification called digital world-class. And so, Tony, with that, you know, if we think about it, can you talk maybe about what are some of the, you know, what is our analysis finding around the difference between, you know, a digital world-class versus peer? I think there we see the continuation of, um, you know, outperformance on the part of uh, world-class organizations. But now, as we evolve to digital world-class, and look at um, added metrics and more emphasis on uh, the things you were talking about in terms of redefining operational excellence, business value, we see digital world classes is not only outperforming the traditional peer group, but also when we compare to the traditional world class metric, they're out. Uh, outperforming them as well. And I'll give for an example, when we look at the cost gap, which is something that gets a great deal of interest across across our HR executive client base, what we see from our analysis is that digital world class is actually almost 12%, runs 12%, uh, le- almost 12%, actually specifically 11.9% cheaper Uh, on a per-employee basis than world-class. And when we compare it to the peers group, uh, it's actually 33% less than uh, the cost for the peer group on a per-employee basis. So a big gap there in terms of cost. But cost is not the only part of the story, as important as it is. There are a number of other factors where we see significant distance between digital world-class and peer group. And I'll give another example, productivity uh, of HR uh, resources. And, you know, one area that we look at very closely on an annual basis 
in doing our uh, analysis of our benchmarking data uh, is the employee served metric. And there, per FTE in digital world class uh, FTEs, they serve 66% more employees than peer group uh, organizations. So you, you have a, a pretty significant productivity uh, advantage there. And again, a lot of that has to do with um, the greater levels of technology enablement and greater levels of uh, use of digitalization in terms of HR processes. So there's a, a huge benefit there. Other things that we see performance gap, cycle time, right? Uh, digital world class will operate on a faster basis in uh, executing various process. For example, they will fill a manager position in utilizing about 78% of the time uh, compared to the peers. Uh, so they're able to, able to do it in, in, in several days per hire that they save in terms of filling a position. And again, that's the type of thing that for critical positions, the longer they're open, that has uh, productivity uh, implications for organizations. So there's some real business value and performance value to the business of being able to fill positions more quickly. I mean, we look at quality. We One of the key metrics we look at is errors uh, rates within processes. And digital world class has 72% fewer transaction process errors, which again is a pretty substantial difference and uh, really contributes uh, hugely to some of the cost advantage we've talked about. And then finally, there's the, I think, the indicator of value and business value. And we've got different metrics around that, but I think one that is probably a very important is what do the key stakeholders of HR think about, you know, how do they view their HR organization. And, and one key metric that, that exemplifies the difference for world class, 67% for world class is 67% more likely to be viewed as a business partner by their stakeholders compared to the peer group. So digital world class has an impressive, I think, array of metrics on which they are performing better than peer groups and really underscores you know the value of investing in the practices and strategies of 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 uh, a digital world class to get those kinds of results and so you know Franco I've highlighted these key differences uh between digital world class and peer in, in terms of some of the performance indicators um what are some examples of the things that digital world-class H organizations are doing to achieve this performance advantage? Yeah, I mean, certainly there are a, a number here, and obviously we don't have time to go through all of them, but I'll just mention a few, Tony. Thank you. One, I would say at the heart of all this is really their capability in, in just 
technology enablement that it's it's the heart of the world class or digital world class performance advantage and so they've just figured out how to unlock the potential of technology you know leading hr organizations also you know transform these other areas as well so it's not just the technology piece but it's uh, elements or you know the capabilities around data and analytics cloud based you know modern architecture operating model evolution and end-to-end process design and ownership, and then also just talent in terms of the skill sets. And so when you look at these things, you know, let's dive in a little bit deeper, you know, to technology enablement. Just for example, you know, the digital world-class organizations, 78% of the time are more likely to provide high levels of direct access to both employee and manager uh, data. You know, where we see other organizations, they have some cell service, they have some of that kinds of capability, but but it's just not as prevalent across the organization uh, or across a lot of the, you know, different uh, organizations that we interact with. So 78% more, more likely. Um, you know, and if you think of data analytics, this is such a crucial part of really taking HR to that next level. I mean, every organization is dependent on data and analytics, but I think in HR, it's, it's such so critical because you think about the basis of what they're working with, which is, you know, human capital and employees and, and they're the customers and what, what is going on in their heads and, you know, what do they want from career aspirations? You know, why are they sticking around with this organization? Are they happy? Do they want to leave? And all these sort of things that are going on in the heads of employees. And for many, many years, for decades, HR professionals have really just relied on sort of cause and effect programs uh, that, you know, are strategies that have maybe worked in the past to, you know, maybe their gut or assumptions or gut feel. But today it's changing now. They can actually, you know, implement and design strategies and programs that can support, you know, the employees in a way. But, but you need data and analytics to do that. And so that's critical. And so when we look at digital world class, we see there 58% are more likely to provide a common set of things like strategic workforce analytics and reporting tools to managers. So we're getting more of the business involved in some of that workforce planning and what's needed there. I think lastly, I would just say is that, you know, there is a, um, you know, a big change to the HR operating model with everything shifting, you know, HR business partners being more strategic and sticking to strictly those strategic activities. And then we see, you know, the COEs designing in strategies and programs and stuff, and then all of the transactional work and others sort of moving into a GBS or shared services part of organizations. So the, the model is shifting that and it's evolving. And a lot of it has to do with the, the capabilities now with technology. And so what we're seeing again in the digital digital world-class organization is that they are 1.5 times uh, more likely to have a formal HR service delivery model because they realize that there's so much shift out there with that technology lever is changing everything and these other kinds of capabilities I mentioned that they have to constantly stay on top of having a formal strategy, especially around their service delivery model uh, strategy. So they're constantly evolving. So that, that's how it's changing there, Tony. So I don't know if there's anything you wanted to comment here before we sort of wrap things up. Well, I think we're we're run out of time, Franco. So I'm going to just <laughs> stop by saying uh, thank you for for joining me to share some insights from our uh, digital world class HR research. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcast.thehackagroup.com. If you liked this episode, please share it. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. We'd welcome your feedback by tapping the rating on this or any episode, or send us an email at podcast at thehackagroup.com. The Hackett Group is a global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.thehackagroup.com.